I'm Jaquie Rice Gold, and this is how you sell without selling out. Rogers that. Hi, everybody. I'm Rogers Healy, and welcome to Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And today I have someone who has become a dear friend. Her family has become dear friends of our family, and it's someone who honestly is already one of the handful of people that have uh, helped inspire and uh, give me uh, motivation to go and do what um, I'm supposed to be doing. And I tell you that to where I believe in being great. I believe that God gives you a gift, and I believe that when you find that gift, you have to do everything you can to lever it every single day. And to me, that is the mentality of a goat. If you guys don't know the term goat, uh, it's been around for a while, and I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about being the greatest of all time. Uh, The greatest of all time is a term, or goat is a term that uh, historically has been uh, coupled with athletes. And the first goat in any sport was Jerry Rice, uh, the greatest of all time football player, the receiver, uh, Hall of Famer, everything you can imagine uh, Mr. Jerry Rice has done. And thankfully, uh, Jerry Rice has uh, greatness in his family and in his world. And Jaquie Rice Gold uh, is the co-founder and the inspiration behind one of my favorite brands I've ever been a part of, whether it's as an investor, as a consumer, or as a fan, Goat Fuel. Uh, I first heard about Goat Fuel a couple years ago at our real estate office, thanks to having uh, millennials that are energy drink fans. And I went through the phase of being an observer of Red Bull, which I never was a fan of. Uh, And then all of a sudden it was Monster, and then it was Rockstar, and then it was maybe Celsius. Then all of a sudden these cans started to show up in our office that just looked really, really pretty. The branding was clean. uh, It was easy to understand, but it was goat fuel. I was like, what's this? I was like, that's really interesting. So fast forward, a few months later, I was through the uh, uh, rules of serendipity. I got connected to Jaquie's family uh, through her family, and also through a a friend of ours that um, was on the podcast, Anthony Tolliver. And within a half a second, I was hooked uh, to the drink, but also to the mission. And so a very long-winded way of saying that I have someone on here today who is a visionary, uh, someone who believes in burning the ships, and someone that believes in being great. And most importantly, as I've watched her and her company grow, um, they become better people. And I think that's the premise of this podcast and this conversation is to go and tell you guys that no matter how successful you get, you can remain true to who you are. So with all that said, Jaquie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rogers. Did I miss what anything? a wonderful intro. No. Oh, okay, good. Cool. <laughs> I can go now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for coming. So, um, so no, so I, I met Jaquie and TJ uh, back in uh, late 2022, and it was just a very special meeting where it just felt it was it was right. It, it, there was mm-hmm. chemistry there, and there was yeah. passion, and there was opportunity to help. But before we get into the story of you, define, you, you and your team define the odds in a very saturated space, maybe give us background mm-hmm. with who you are as a performer, as mm-hmm. a student, as an athlete, as a business owner. What, what's what's oh, the yeah. what's the background? Um, multi-hyphenated, for sure. Um, I'm a I'm a, a daughter, a sister, a wife, newlywed, a couple years, and um, a creator. Essentially, I've spent the last 17 years, I would say, just creating, creating music, um, creating beauty marketplaces, like systems, just identifying things that could be do, like done better, and hopping into those spaces, and and now creating a health forward energy drink. Mm. Um, I'm also uh, number four on the Enneagram and INFJ. Oh, I'm wow. a, my, in the Myers-Briggs and, a, you know, you, all those fun things. You know Gemini yourself. sun, Libra moon. Wow. Well, you, you know yourself really well, you know, and I, and I think one of the most uh, impressive parts about you and your team is that you're not a first time founder. 
right? And I think a lot of people, you know, you had something that yeah. that necessarily it didn't work one way or the other. Maybe it really did work, which is why you're here. And I think that you've been able to learn from that at such a young age that you were, you know, you, you know, your gifts. And I think that maybe that's what maybe led you to being such a successful co-founder now. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, having worked on a, um, a venture before yeah. it was a beauty marketplace for, um, peer to peer, like a peer to peer marketplace for buying and selling hair extensions. And, um, me and a friend of mine, we hopped into the space because we noticed that, um, hair extensions were becoming increasingly more popular, but then a lot of women were experiencing like receiving product and it didn't fit like what they wanted. Yeah. And so they were trying to return it and they couldn't. So they were selling it on Craigslist. Really? Um, and a lot of it was like, like hair extension, like arbitrage. It was coming from all different places, like out of China. And like, it just was a crazy space. So we hopped in and built a marketplace, beautiful, like non-technical co-founder, but just like found the right people to try to build it. And, uh, um, but got a ton of learnings in cause we kind of failed forward. Like we yeah. built a beautiful, like we geeked out on the technology, but then we're like, okay, well, what do we, how do we market this thing? And then at that point we ran out of money. And then I was like, well, I'm working hard. I'm burning the midnight oil. And I started drinking a lot of energy drinks at that time to kind of keep plugging away at yeah. it. Cause you know, we were just trying to get it done, get it, get it, um, you know, get, get customers to, to come to the platform. And, um, and then like a light bulb went off and I was like, these energy drinks don't make me feel that great. You know, I was living in LA with my husband, um, who's our uh, chief brand officer and co-founder. And we were finding energy drinks at the gym. Um, and we honestly, we were like motivated to go to the gym <laughs> to, uh, to drink these health forward energy drinks. And this was all like, all around this, the time that, um, this, this, um, startup was not working. And so, um, a light bulb went off and we just kind of pivoted and pivoted into energy. And, um, you know, I think that that happens sometimes in the entrepreneurial journey, you know, so many founders have, uh, started so many things and that just didn't work out. And then they finally find the one that kind of hits. Yeah. And I think I experienced that, but we had to hop on it right away. I, there's this book that I really, really love, um, called, um, I think it's called, uh, big magic. Yeah. Big magic. Um, by the woman who wrote eat, pray, love. Uh, and, she talks about this notion of an idea, like how it moves around and it's just, it's looking for the person that actually grabs it and like does something with it. You know, it's like there, these, you're, there are these entities. And I felt that way about goat fuel because I was working on a project, it wasn't working out. And then like this idea of goat just kind of kept hovering around myself and my husband and the energy drinks. And it was just this thing. And, and we just said to ourselves, like, we've got to do it. We've got to hop in. Like mm. we can't, cause if we don't, someone else, someone else will. Was goat a term that you guys were using, you and TJ and just your, your friends? Was it, was that just part of your, you know, vocabulary already? Um, it was becoming increasingly more popular on social media. Yeah. So yes, I would say like within our generation, the term goat was beyond kind of sports. It was being, um, utilized in just regular conversation. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a goat mom or goat dad, like hashtag goat dad on, uh, Instagram or like goats of Jenga. It was just like, <laughs> it was nuts. And the, so the it's, official energy drink for Jenga. 
Yeah, personal. or just it's just everyone was starting to use it. And, you know, what's interesting for us is um, just how Instagram really. This is like circa I think 2019, and at this point, Instagram was becoming increasingly more of a of a vertical for just um, businesses, yeah. right? It was less personal. It was now about the influencer. It was now about your personal brand on Instagram. It was now selling like creating a product on and and then selling it through Instagram. Yeah. So there was so much action happening on Instagram that. Um, we really picked up on a frequency of goat that was rising. Um, so you had the energy drink idea before you had the name goat fuel. It all happened kind of at the same yeah. time. It literally, it was, um, I think that it was just the, yeah, it was just a number of just, uh, just magic. Maybe that's the way, yeah. the best way to explain it. Yeah. It was, it was magic. It was a number of, um, just things happening at the same time, whether it was the need, like for us, me and my, my husband going to the gym, noticing these health forward energy drinks, but we still didn't feel that good about them. Yeah. You know, we still had the jitters and the crash. We didn't feel great. I was grinding away on my, my beauty tech startup. TJ was grinding away in music. Um, and, uh, that's his background. He's yeah. a, um, um, award-winning songwriter actually. Mm. So we were just grinding it out in LA and we were tired and we were drinking energy drinks and we didn't feel great about them. And then we noticed that term goat was everywhere on social media. And this was also the time when um, the conversation in the sports world, like in football, you know, it was happening a lot. You had yeah. my dad, then you had Tom Brady, like the goat conversation was just not letting up. Uh, and so I, I believe that it was just all of these, um, these, occurrences combined that just attribute it to like the light bulb going off for us and saying, Hey, like we know we can make energy better, more efficient. I think that's kind of leaning back into like how I try to come in and make things better, you know, and, uh, let's take that term goat and inspire others to be the greatest version of themselves because we know that we need it. We're tired. We're trying to be great. And my dad is the goat that conversation's happening everywhere and it's happening on social media. Like let's give the people what they want. Let's fuel them on their path to greatness. So here's a loaded question. Um, when you have that moment, which some of us are lucky to have it, you know, but I think mm-hmm. that most people are scared to pursue it. Right. Do you remember mm-hmm. what that was like for you and TJ? We were like, we got something here. We believe in it. You know, we're going to pivot from music and from yeah. you know, the beauty space. And I think that that's a fight or flight situation where I do think most people are afraid or they don't have the courage to actually pursue it. Do you remember that moment where you're like, all right, you know, it, something that I, I learned from you among others is the whole burn the ships thing. Yeah. Right. It's like, do you remember that moment where you first, you know, burn the first version of the ships? Um, but don't look back yeah. on it. Maybe let that's me, a- let me, yeah, it's just, um, we were living in LA in an apartment that we really couldn't afford. <laughs> you know, yeah. you lived in L- LA is expensive yeah, place. Nobody can afford it. <laughs> and, uh, and we were passionate about making something happen. And I remember when we moved into this apartment, um, my husband said, when we leave here, we're going to leave here having created something amazing in this space because we're going to be forced to, to make something happen. We're in an apartment that's too expensive. Like we've got to figure something out. And so, um, we just had like that mentality, like we just had to get it. We were being very kind of resilient. We were just driven and it was just like, 
we had to bet on ourselves. Yeah. And so I think that tenacity um, allowed for us when the opportunity of goat fuel really kind of crystallized in our minds. And we said, all right, like we're going all in. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's it's crazy how it all came about because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, my background wasn't in beverage. My husband's background isn't in beverage. Yeah. Um, we were coming into it as consumers, having like drink energy drinks and just kind of had the sense of how we could make it better. Um, and mushrooms, I can get to that later. Mushrooms was a big driver for us, um, meaning not those ones, but other mushrooms um, that Eagle, were becoming popular, that were becoming popular um, in coffee shops, like just kind of like um, becoming more mainstream adaptogenic yeah. mushrooms that have been used in traditional Chinese medicine. So um, yeah, TJ would like pour them in his water. We'd pour it in water. Yeah. Like we were super into, there's this company called Four Sigmatic at the time that lived in Venice. I mean, not lived that, um, was based in Venice. And A very uh, mushroom uh, centered neighborhood very, in Venice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we loved mushrooms. We knew the benefits of mushrooms, but we saw them rising in it, like a, becoming more popular in our local coffee shops. So yeah. anyways, we just... Um, we really rolled up our sleeves and just hopped in and just kind of like it was sink or swim. And we swam our, our, our butts off. And then we um, talked to my dad about it, what we were seeing in the marketplace. Um, and he had invested in the beverage space like, I don't know, decades ago with muscle milk. So he had some connections there. And we just had to hop in and figure it out. And we knew we didn't have the background, but we knew we'd find the right people to put around us to make this successful. And then it was a lot of trial and error, and uh, but not making big, big mistakes. See, but I think that's a benefit y'all had. You know, and I, I think that I don't want to say ignorance is bliss, but like there's so many things that I've pursued from this to real estate, whatever, yeah. where I didn't have the background, yeah. I didn't have the wherewithal. But I didn't, I think if someone would have said, here's all the statistics against it for energy, I mean, a beverage, beverage space, how many energy companies do you think there are in the U S alone? 500 more. Yeah, it's definitely, who knows? I mean, it's saturated. It's very saturated. But the good news of what y'all did is you put together a relative plan before you went and did the research that most, you know, black and white thinkers would do. Right. So you're already kind of committed to, again, being great and to, to the goat fuel pro- yeah. process. And so, you know, one of the things that when I first met y'all, I was like, it was a no way moment was when TJ was sharing the story about how you named a goat fuel. And yeah. all of a sudden you discovered the story of cordyceps mushrooms, yeah. Yeah. which again, if you guys don't know this and she'll tell the story, they were discovered by goats. Mm-hmm. Right, which had to be another one of those moments where you're just like, all right, this is actually meant to be a magic moment. So so what was the, the story with kind of leveraging, you know, what, what, um, disrupting energy, disrupt, disrupting the sports energy world with, you know, a drink being your first, you mm-hmm. know, vertical, what was that process of discovery like? Um, for, for number, I mean, I guess to start it off, number one, um, when you think about energy drinks, some of the negative, um, kind of, uh, like the negative reputation that it has is that there's jitters and crash and like all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And like, that's what I was experiencing with these better for you <laughs> drinks that were at the gym. I still didn't feel great at all. Um, and then us knowing about mushrooms, right. And, and seeing this become a growing, um, just becoming a growing kind of, um, trend. Uh, we thought it would be interesting instead of adding the mushrooms to your coffee, your latte, this is what we were seeing in our local coffee shops. And by the way, to educate people, this is not like dropping yeah. a literal mushroom in there. It's probably like shaving. It's a or mushroom a extract. Yeah. yeah. It's an extract. Uh, and so what we were seeing at our local coffee shops, you could, uh, you could order your, your latte with like chaga 
mm. added to it or lion's mane or reishi. And so once again, the light bulb went off. We're like, ooh, well, if they're adding it to coffee, like has it been added to an RTD energy drink before? Um, because we know the benefits of the mushrooms. It's going to stave off the, j- the jitters, the crash. It helps the way that your body manages stress. It's an adaptogen. Um, and cordyceps were like a performance-focused mushroom. Like that's what we knew. We hadn't done the research yet to see like exactly where they came from, but they knew, we knew there was a performance benefit to it. So when we thought about the formulation of goat fuel, we said, well, cordyceps are the one because goat fuel is a high performance energy drink, you know, better for you, but high performance. So what's the high performance mushroom? It's a, it's cordyceps. But then as we dug deeper into it, we learned, yes, that mushrooms were discovered by goat herders. So crazy in the Himalayas, yeah. Because uh, in the Himalayas, like high altitudes, low oxygen. Think about it, right? So, like they noticed that their goats, uh, the herders noticed that goats were eating uh, these mushrooms, kind of growing out the ground, and they had a ton of like energy and like vitality. And they're like, well, "What are they eating? I want to try some." So then the human, you know, consumes it and felt so reinvigorated and had more energy and better oxygen utilization. So we learned that all after the fact, and we said, "There's another magic moment. This is awesome." Like. These are the cordyceps, like it's meant to be. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that the process, like for us in kind of evaluating going to market at the time, the players were. So this is 2020. This is, well, this is 2019. So, so, so pre COVID. Pre COVID. Pre COVID, exactly. where everything big, again. Big deal. Um, no we'll no talk one. about that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 2019. 2019. And um, the, the players in the market, right, were, I can count them on my hand. At that time, right? Uh, you you had the legacy companies, you had the Red Bulls, the Monsters, you know, Rockstar, like the ones that were owning the category forever. And then you had some newer entrances. Bang was was on the, on the rise. You had Celsius, hmm. and that was like those which are people the, don't realize Celsius has been around for twenty years. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like twenty years. Bang too uh, through their you know VPX and their yeah. supplement brand, and um, so so, but they were becoming. Um, you know, they were, they were taking market share. Right. So, and, and so for us, uh, I think that it's not that we started with saying, Hey, we're going to go after those guys. We were like, we just know what we would want. We know as millennials, like we're really, we really care about the ingredients, right? Like our generation was like really reading the labels and like, um, and we just really wanted to make something that we felt great about and that, um, we felt inspired um, by, right? Greatest of all time is literally on the can. Mm-hmm. So when we're tired and we're burnt out or we feel like we can't, you know, go the next step, open up your fridge and you see greatest of all time on a can, like no it's, it's motivational and, and that, 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 like that ethic is there. Um, and that work ethic is there. Cause my, my father too, with being involved, like, how can you, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't lose. So you, you can't lose. So again, you go back to the competitive nature of this. And as you continue to get more educated, I mean, what yeah. was that like as founders? And again, we're oh, talking yeah. late 19 where oh, yeah. people start talking about COVID and maybe November, December, and you got something. You have people that help, you know, yep. fund the first, you know, part of the company. First You're off part, to the races. And we then... also went through an incubator, actually, as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we found, like, a beverage um, kind of incubator um, right. in, in California. And that's where, for us, we got our, edu- like, our real education. Got it. Um, and we so we were still living too. in California. We had uh, started, you know, goat fuel in California. And uh, I would say that going through this incubator was, like, that was our our education. Like it was like 
beverage university, like 101 through like course 500. Like it was intense, yeah. like learning just procurement and all the calculations to, for your, um, you know, your raw materials and, and, and learning about, um, just all the different, um, like sweetener tech, like technologies and, um, and, and 12 ounce sleek versus the 16 ounce, right? At the time, 16 ounce was the way to go. But, uh, we just really felt very, um, confident that 12 ounce was the direction that this category was going. And we were right, you know, 12 ounce sleek can. So just really digging into like all of the, you know, the minutia of this space. It was awesome. It was such a fun time for us. And then to finally get the liquid in the can. (laughs) Wow. When we got the liquid in the can, we were like, wow, like this is amazing. And And it was, and then, well, before that, actually, let me walk it back. We did a small micro test in LA, um, like end of 2019 before going to market in January of 2020. And we sold going to market. You mean before people can just go buy it before people could just go buy it. But so what we did was we, um, we did a micro test in a number of C stores in LA. It was like 45 stores or something. Um, and we sold 65% of our inventory within like a month and a half uh-huh. <laughs> with no marketing, just putting it on the, you know, on, in the, in the cold boxes and stuff. And so we felt great. We're like, Ooh, we've got something here. Like mm-hmm. this is the, these are the KPIs. This is the indication that like we're onto something. And so we launched in January of 2020. Wow. And at the time we had um, also some big opportunities on the table. We had been pitching it to like some major retailers. They wanted to take it nationally, take it national. And it, we were just hyped. And then uh, two months later, you know, lockdown started with because of COVID. Yeah, which again, most people would say, "All right, I got I got to peace out." But maybe y'all pivoted once again, and because here we are, you know, three years later, and you're, you know, you're you're thriving. So, what what was that phase like? And at what point did you realize you had to go and pivot again to make sure that your company would would survive? That was a really tough time. Yeah we had just raised our first money. So we took outside capital because we just, just from after, um, you know, looking into the space and doing our research, we just, we had, um, we just believed it was going to become, become increasingly more competitive. Right. So we couldn't, we, we couldn't afford building the brand slowly. Right. And taking our time. We're like, no, we're going to need to take outside capital to accelerate this thing. Cause this uh, space is going to, blow up. Yeah. Um, but when you take all this money and the world is locking down on you and you have a business plan that you pitched everyone on and that business plan essentially is going out the door because you can't sell because distributors are nobody, nobody's Nobody's everyone's frozen. And, um, so, uh, we did have to pivot. It was scary, but we pivoted. We had already launched our website, you know, before. So we had that. And so what we did is we just tripled down on D2C and mm. we truly, I would say, launched Goat Fuel through that digital channel, like direct to consumer. Wow. Um, that's not how you go to market on, with the beverage, right? It's, it's expensive when you look at, um, yeah, when you just kind of look at margin and shipping costs, it's a 12 ounce, um, it's a, it's a 12 ounce, uh, sleek can, but it's 12 cans in a, in a case, right? It's like, 12 pounds or something to ship it. Like all the cogs aren't that great, but we, we were like, Hey, we've got to get it out. Yeah. We've got to get people trying it. And, um, so that was a big pivot for us, but 
we got a ton of learnings that ended up benefit, benefiting us down the road. So so with that, in a, in a saturated market, again, like how, how do you go and have it more difficult? COVID happens, everything yeah. just kind of, like you said, it, it freezes. But what would you say the three things that you learned about being an entrepreneur during that phase that you would want to share with someone who's like the next TJ and Jaquie and Jerry, like whether it's in the drink space or yeah. something else about disrupting. And then all of a sudden we're disrupted. What, what did you learn about yourself that you would, you wish you would have known prior? Let me reward you. What, 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 like how did you stand out on a saturated market, especially during a time like that? What, what do you think your superpower was? I think our superpower was being available online being able to control the marketing online, um, leveraging social media and connecting directly to the customer. So we had email marketing turned up. Um, we had all of our social media marketing turned up. Um, we also rolled out a number of programs mm. like first responder program online. Smart. So there, so look, we're in COVID and I mean, is people, it the two of y'all, is it you and TJ just bouncing and ideas and you're like, yeah. you got to try this. And then oh, yeah. you, you had, the- I have pictures of our apartment in LA where we literally had painted a whole wall with um, the, like that whiteboard paint. Yeah. And it's just like marked up like crazy, like wow. this wall in our apartment. Cause that's what we were doing. It was just us two in lockdown, just like in our own world, figuring out how we can create value for people during such, like such a challenging time. Um, and so having the first responder program, we even rolled out like a student program. We were shipping cases to hospitals. Like we were just trying to get cans in hands with greatest of all time to just motivate and inspire people to keep going yeah. during, during such a challenging, challenging period. Do you, looking back, I mean, as twisted as it sounds, you feel like that was the best thing that yeah, could happen to you? I do. Yeah. I, as a, it just forces you to go and prioritize differently. And again, you burned additional ships. You didn't think there were yeah. any ships left and then you burn them again. We burn them again. We're not going back, right? Yeah. You burn the ships, you're not going back. And, um, and, and I will say this for like any entrepreneur who's starting out, just really, really, uh, cherish those early days because when you're early and you're nimble, you can make those types of pivots, yeah. right? It's okay if you don't launch with the biggest deal or biggest contract or yeah. largest distribution. You, with being nimble, can take advantage of opportunities when the world sometimes, you know, those are things that are out of your control, but you can control what you can if you're small and nimble. Dude, that's, so. Even if you're not small and nimble, I think that's, yeah. that's such, that's such uh, valid um, advice that most people will never, ever experience and live. And again, again, it goes back. I mean, you, you, you believe in this brand, you believe in it cause you live it and you, and you've proven it multiple times over. So we get through COVID goat fuel is still here. You're surviving, you're thriving, you get married, you have all these other <laughs> life events that, yeah. that are happening while still trying to go and, and, and run a company and, and make sure it's working. And then what's the next phase of uh, being a business owner and a, and a female co-founder? Like what was the next like experience where you're like, all right, I got to be nimble again. I got to grow this. Is it the fact that you guys had what everyone would want with just a overwhelming amount of demand? And then you had to go figure out the distribution channels and all the stuff that, you know, the beverage yeah. university all helped you with. What, what was all that of like? Those things. I mean, one big call out too is, uh, what gave us an advantage was, uh, the colorful cans. Yeah. So like when we're thinking about what differentiated us besides just going direct to consumer to start, we had the mushrooms mm-hmm. and then we had the very colorful bright cans. Cause at the time that was not 
how energy drinks really looked. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of when you open the cold box, a lot of black, silver, red, that's how um, I noticed and white. It. <laughs> yeah, that's how I noticed it. Is literally, it, yeah. it was such an inviting, not calming, you know, color scheme, but yeah. it was something that just didn't look like everybody else. Exactly. So when it came time to actually go to market, this is now like the end of 2020, we had convinced nearly 4,000 people during that year to spend $35.99 on a case of a product that they had never heard of before. Um, and that was through social media marketing. That was my dad posting every day (laughs) and some of his friends posting about goat fuel. So really leveraging influencer marketing. And we took those learnings into the trade. So our go-to-market strategy was um, really, really dialed in, I would say, from the learnings that we achieved online uh, with the colorful cans, with the mushrooms, learning that Gen Zs and millennials, um, like 49% of them already knew about mushrooms. This really? was Yeah, through a survey that we did online through our, within our customer yeah. Ne- yeah, uh, customer base, like a lot, like, yeah, 49% knew about cordyceps and mushrooms. We were like, whoa, that's surprising. So that's- taking those learnings, knowing that, well, if they know then we're on to something here that we can really get behind when we go to market. The distributor may not know about it yet, but we'll educate everyone. We'll say, this is next. This is what's coming. Like the mushrooms, believe me, like they're coming and we see they're coming. So, um, yeah. So I think all of those learnings helped shape up our sell-in story at, um, at retail. And then we also moved. Yeah. We got out of LA and we moved to Texas. Mm. So. And then again, the next phase of, of growth occurs. Yes. And, and was that something that was in a fun way? I mean, was it overwhelming where, again, where you are now, it's crazy. I was telling them before we started six months ago, it was awesome. And now it's just, it's kind of unbelievable just to see that the path that has been taken, but it's because you've taken all, you made the right decisions, right? And when there was an opportunity to go and and grow or pivot, you've done it on a dime, which is the beauty of being, you know, a, a, a more intimate company. So what, what was the next, you got to be kidding me, I have this opportunity where it's, it's almost June. And I know that, you know, we can talk about this in a second, mm-hmm. but you're about to have goat fuel and probably the unicorn convenience store, mm-hmm. right? And, and just to think where you've come from ideating on a wall in your apartment to moving <laughs> to getting married. Seriously, I mean, what was that first moment where you knew that you were onto something different. And this company went from an idea, a concept to an idea, to a, a, a brand, to a business. I think uh, once we saw the adoption amongst our distributor network, uh, the rate at which they started taking goat fuel on was a real indication that we were onto something. So our go-to-market strategy was very targeted. We focused on California, Texas, Florida, and Mississippi, where my dad is from. Uh, And we signed up distributor by distributor, leveraging a number of um, distributor kind of uh, networks, some of the beer wholesalers Mm. too, right? And, uh, And we saw one take it on and the other take it on. And then at that point, we're like, okay, now we can go over to... Luckies or Safeway and say, Hey, we got this distributor to serve you. Can you take us on? Like, it's so, it's literally like a chicken and egg thing yeah. um, when it comes to the DSD approach and going to market. Because for us, we believe that Goat Fuel is a, a brand, a global brand at that. So we want to build it to last. And you're kind of faced with two options, or well, not two, but a few options in going to market with beverage. You can get the, the big retailer on board and just go direct with them and get a ton of volume out the gate, like bypass distributors and just sell right into the retailers, like their, um, their warehouse. But we said, Hey, but if we were to go that route, we'd miss out on all the business that 
our distributor service, the up and down the street accounts, the convenience store, store the bodega. Like, well, we'd, we'd miss all those accounts if we just went direct to this yeah. retailer or that retailer. So it was very tempting, but we said, no, we're going to build this brand to last. And for us, that meant um, building out our, our DSD network. And so as we saw distributor out of um, distributor and after distributors signing up, uh, we felt really good. And I will say like even Florida, it took maybe just a year to get the full state distributed, um, which is hard to do because you get one distributor and he's going to call his buddy that works at the other, you know, um, distributor and say, hey, I just took oat fuel. Are you going to take it? Oh, yeah, I'll take it if you took it. And then or I'm not taking it yet because they don't have this authorization. Like it's just so much going on. And you're just sitting there like, take it, take it, take (laughs) it, take it, take it, take it. And then they do. And the word of mouth really, really, you know worked. Yeah. And so it helped us out tremendously. Well, get us where we're at today. So we're, we're filming this in May of 23. And so again, I just okay. fast forwarded a little <laughs> bit, but yeah. again, you start to connect the dots and, and you, you scale, you're scaling from the start with such strategy versus other people that would just take a, a fire hose and spray it. And hopefully somebody in North Dakota sees it and somebody in Florida sees it, but you were so intentional and you leveraged, you know, your links as, as well as anybody ever has, but where are we at today? Today? We're in over 10,000 accounts nationwide. Um, that means 10,000 stores? Like doors. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, 10,000 doors. Where were you three years ago? How three many, years how ago? Many doors? Uh, maybe 100. 100. Okay. Yeah. And, so, we, and we've 10X'd our revenue since 2020. You've 1,000 right? X'd your presence. You've 10X'd your revenue. Yeah. And, and, and you're growing. So, I mean, what growing. would be the highlights of, of GoFuel as, as the founder up to today? Like as far as the most recent, yeah, you, you know, gotcha. I would say highlights are number one, our team. We've yeah. been able to build our team. Yeah. So, uh, yes, in 2020 and even 2021, it was me, me and TJ, and my dad. Yeah. Um, then we brought on a you know hire number one and hire number two, and uh, and what's really fun is uh, I don't know if you, well the back of my uh, shirt, well it's got double O. Oh, nice. But it's a jersey. And we recently gave all of our team members jerseys uh, based off their hire, like where they uh, were, no like way. employee number like Very two cool. or three, because the team is everything. And I'm so yeah. thankful to have that now. That's a true highlight for us because we cannot do this by ourselves. And we need great people with that goat mindset that believe in yeah. like leaving their comfortable, you know, um, kind of secure environments yeah. to come work for a startup. It's been awesome. So that's been a highlight. Um Another highlight is uh, a lot of the teams that have reached out to partner with Goat Fuel were the official energy drink of the Los Angeles Lakers. Love it. And they we never... We painted the wall purple today <laughs> just because we knew you were coming. They never what? Sorry. They had never had an energy drink partner before. Wow. Yeah, they reached out to us after seeing uh, our brand and some releases we had done, announcements we had made. Um, I think also we at the time we had... Um, it was a Tyler Hero as an ambassador. Mm. He was drinking goat fuel in the bubble during the pandemic and like authentically on his own. It was very, very uh, um, authentic. And 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 he he reached out. It was organic rather. Wow. Like he reached out and said, hey, I really love your product. Like I'm drinking it in the bubble. So like can we wow. figure something out? So a lot of attention that we were seeing in the sports world, which I, I would love to emphasize because – Energy drinks have never really lived in traditional sports. It's been extreme sports. So think, you know, all the extreme sports, Monster Red Bull. But like we had the opportunity to uh, really connect with NBA and NFL and, you know, MLS like players because of our ingredients, right? We've got 
natural caffeine, um, no sugar. Um, we've got vitamins, electrolytes, BCAs, the mushrooms. Uh, we really worked hard to get a formulation together that was attractive to the sports community. And yeah. we also just uh, secured our informed sport certification, which is huge for us. Huge. It means that there's no banned substances in goat fuel. Um, but that was a highlight to have the Lakers hmm. reach out and say, we want to figure something out. We're like, Hey, we're new. We just launched a year ago. Like, yeah. are you sure? The answer, the answer is yes. <laughs> we're, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and, and yeah. here you are. And you yes. guys have become such a great That's the partnership. Thing. It's yes. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so. and, and again, again, additional, look at these colors, purple and yellow, just matches yeah. the Lakers logo. It just was perfect. So, um, loaded question, but what would you consider the best advice you've ever received up to this point? That is a big one. Oh, wow. I, going, I, I just completely spun it on you. Best piece of advice. Hmm. I would say for me personally, uh, trying to stay an even keel. Hmm. You know, not getting too high on the highs or too lows on the lows. And sometimes you sacrifice like the highs because yeah. you're like, well, but in effort to not dip down to you low on the lows because this is a ride. Yeah. It's a ride and it's a it's it's about it's a it's a real journey and it's yeah. gonna take a take some time and we're in this for the long haul. So trying to just stay an even keel, I think helps just when it comes to mental health, because it's hard yeah. and it's nuts. And this category is really interesting and crazy. Yeah. And you know I'm a female founder, a female CEO, yeah. you know, black woman, yeah. you know, founder, um, black owned you know, yeah. as for like from, from the family side and, uh, it's, it's, it's not easy. So just staying on an even keel. Yeah. I love that. That's, 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 that's helped me a lot. I, I love it. What, what's the future look like? I mean, the long haul, obviously it's all, you're all about it. So am I, so is everybody else. It's a supporter yeah. of the brand, but what does that look like for you? Like what, what's in store for Go Fuel and for all the stuff that you guys are doing right now, we are increasing distribution. Um, Significantly. So we're now in seven, seven states. I think we'll be in about, what, 20 by the end of uh, this year. Wow. Um, and looking, we have our eyes set on national mm. um, in 2024. Wow. And when we're national at that point, um, we'll be able to turn on some significant retailers that we need um, to really get the, you know, the velocities and the cans and hands. So getting national, I think that's the next milestone for us. Uh, and then I should say big vision we're building a global brand and we're, we, it's a beverage. Yes. But we really believe that we're in the business of in, inspiration. So with that being said, we'll be looking to, uh, expand globally and do very significant, significant, like strategic partnerships, um, in the sports world. That's what we're looking to do. And, uh, um, it's, a, I, I would say growing the lifestyle element, you know, We've got the greatest of all time wristbands. Oh, look at you. Six yep. months in yep. a row. Yeah, I, we've got I got a new some. one yesterday. My other one was okay. falling off my wrist, and this was highlight yeah. of my week. It's was a lifestyle. New, new yeah, it, yeah it's, a, it's a mindset, and being able to provide more than just the beverage that folks can tap into is going to be um, huge for us. So we're looking um, to roll that out over the next few months during the summer. Love it. You're giving people the gift of accountability, you know, mm. and I think that's what's so special about this is that, Again, whether it's being the best dad, the best realtor, the best mailman, the best athlete, when you see that in your fridge or when you see it on your wrist, literally, you don't have an excuse. And, and I think that, again, you don't need something like this to be the best version of yourself. But when it's there, it's a reminder. Mm -hmm. it's and, a reminder. And that to me is what I honestly I fell in love with the brand because this is how I think it's how I live. And I'm like, I found 
my people. And now the goal is to get it to the 49% of millennials that understand what cordyceps mushrooms are, but also 100% <laughs> of the world, which is what you're on a, a, a path to do. Uh, the last question is, how, how do we best support you? How do we best support Jaquie? How do we best support the family? And then how do we go and find goat fuel? Oh, yeah. Well, support us by supporting the brand. Store locator right? on the website now. That's yeah. a, that was what I was about to say. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're all over Sorry. it. Okay, exactly. Can, yeah. Go to goatfuel.com, check out our store locator, and go grab a can. And when you do, let us know what you think. Shoot us a message. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, it's Goat Fuel. And hit us up. We love your feedback. And we've got an app. And we, you can text us to order. Um, we just... I think we're st we're staying true to our um, kind of D to C uh, history, yeah. and really want to stay connected with our, our our customers. So check us out and let us know what you think. Goatfuel.com, Goatfuel on social media. Actually, last question: What does being the goat mean to you? And when you are the when you look back on your legacy and you are the goat, what does that mean to you? The goat. Wow. Legacy family. Boom. This is amazing. And it's so amazing doing doing this with my father and with my husband. It's been the most rewarding and challenging, but rewarding um, endeavor I've ever done. And so being the GOAT for me, it's 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 based around family. And then if we can build out that family even further through GOAT Fuel, you know, joining in on the GOAT family mm. um, through our customers and everyone who's on board who supports and loves our product and loves what we're building, like that's 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 it for me. Love it, ladies and gentlemen. The goat, Jaquie <laughs> Rice Gold Goat. Um, thank you. This was so awesome, and Thanks, you're such Rogers. a great storyteller. And excited to be a part of this and to continue to watch it grow. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>